What's up, bikers? I'm Robert. This is the Biker Bar Podcast live stream, episode 129. Today, we're talking to EXT Racing Shocks, the EXT USA distributor. And uh, they also run the suspension syndicate. So they do all kinds of things, suspension, not only EXT, but they're two separate companies. So one way or another, we're going to be talking a lot about suspension here. But before we get started, Let's just say a few things. First of all, swing by Instagram or Facebook. Give me a follow over there. That's awesome. If you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up, subscribe, do all the things. If you're listening to a podcast, write a five-star review over on Apple. That would be rad. It tells the algorithm that things are going good. And if there's somewhere else you can write a review, do that too. If it's not going to be a five-star review, probably not worth your time. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, anyways, I really appreciate everybody coming to hang out. Those of you guys that support me on Patreon, thank you. You are the ones that really make this happen. It, it means a lot. So if any of you that are listening, you want to you want to help contribute, it's as cheap as a buck a month or uh, whatever you want to throw at it. So there's um, some other perks over there, like we've got some discounts with some of the people I've had on the show. And, um, well, you can go over there and check it out. Pretty, pretty over there. Just look up Biker B1KER over there on Patreon, and that'll be that. Anyways, I'll go ahead and bring Cody back online. And um, how's it going, Cody? What's up, Robert? Good, man. How are you? Dude, living the dream, man. Um, definitely, it has been hot as hell out here in California. How's You're in Utah, right? I am, yeah, mm -hmm, right in Salt Lake. And it's been brutal hot here, too. That's why I have not been here much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing much riding? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I've been trying to. Um, we just got back from Nationals, which was super fun. We were out there for a whole week. Um, we had like the whole tent set up and the crew out and a bunch of people racing and uh -huh. riding was good. Um, we brought uh, a homie out there that's like helping us do some videography work and did a bunch of filming and it was oh, a sweet. solid week. Yeah. Right on, man. So talk to me about EXT. They're, they're a new company. Not many people have heard of them, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So they're like relatively a new company, right? Um, EXT has been around for um, about de a decade. I think they just had their tenure uh, oh, wow. this last year. Um, and then they got, you know, but they've been building um, suspension for like rally sports, um, UTV racing, um, some Baja stuff. Uh, a number so of they do like like all kinds of stuff not just mountain bikes no yeah i mean uh, the the mountain bike thing was kind of just for fun from some a few guys that worked there i think originally um they think they built their first mountain bike damper uh roughly seven years ago and then uh, um was go ahead they're overseas too right isn't that yeah where they're, they're in northern from? italy italy that's what i thought yeah yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. Right on. So somebody works there is into mountain biking. He's like, Hey, we do suspension and let's give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how, how does it go? Cause honestly, like I never even heard of them before I walked by your tent when I, I bumped into you guys in Sedona mm -hmm. and um, how, 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 how did it get from Northern Italy to being in us in the U S um, so when they released their, v2 like the story of v2 is like version 2 damper mm -hmm. that was when they started to be specced on different things um they were specced on the geometron for example 
that's how they started to come into the U.S. was on that bike specifically, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have a ton of support necessarily or fan base for the first couple of years. Um, people that were, you know, diehard um, into the Geometron scene obviously knew from the very beginning what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a guy named Andrew Brennan who runs or ran a uh, really top-notch tuning company out of California. Um, he's mainly into mo- or, uh, auto, mm-hmm. but um, he's a mountain biker and is way into it. And so he was like supporting the products for a while. Um, and then, and so I first saw them on on the when the V2 came into the states. Like saw mm-hmm. the damper and got to check it out and feel it, um, and then didn't really like um, be like, "Oh damn, this is something like serious." Until the V3 came out, mm-hmm. and uh, that was like you know maybe two and a half, three years ago, roughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, at that point, there are only coils that they were that they were releasing at that. point. And they're still only coils. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen what, like when I saw you at, um, sea otter, we had the air damper. Uh-huh. Um, and that's still in the works. It's coming down the pipe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I was going to say, I thought I saw some kind of air shock mm. that they were showing pictures of from, uh, Eurobike. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Just like sea otter. They showed it at Eurobike. I uh-huh. think the aesthetic of the design has been, um, you know, changed a little bit since Sea Otter. Uh-huh. But, uh, we're, we'll probably have that available in the U.S. We're thinking like early next year, spring maybe. Interesting. Yeah. And they're starting to they're starting to cut some more deals to be like like OEM on bikes now too. I saw there were like some different builds that they were that they were included on. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah, rad. That's yeah, yeah, it's good. So the, from, the OEM thing's a little tricky, you know, especially with like a, a boutique custom tune product. Yeah. But as long as like you do it in a way that um, you don't spread yourself too thin, it's it's a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it's custom tuned. So I guess you would say like it, it, it's very similar for people that don't know or haven't seen it. It's like similar to what you would expect out of like a push basically. Right. Um, yeah. In a lot of sense, like there's been a lot of, um, things taken into consideration before we send the dampers out. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But sure. I think the, the biggest thing I, I guess is, is the price difference that, I mean, it's definitely on the cheaper side compared to like, like what a push would cost. For <laughs> yeah. People that are, that are curious. It is and isn't like, I think they're getting to the same price. Uh-huh. You know, um we we had the V3s at 1100, the the E story is at 1250, the mm-hmm. MX is at 1150. I mm-hmm. think pushes it like float right in the 1200 range, so it's Oh, uh, I was thinking they were a little bit more than that for some reason, so Yeah, they might have one one that's more, but I'm not Yeah, gonna... yeah. So either they way, last too, especially some of their ones that they've done in like bulk for like a certain frame design. Uh-huh. How do people know whether or not this one of their these shocks will fit their bike? Like, is there a tune for it or? Um, we can fit them to just about any bike out there. 
Uh, I believe on our website, we've got a, a small list of frames that we have had clearance issues with. Uh-huh. Where like something rubs or it doesn't bottom out correctly or like the piggyback touches, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for the most part, they're, uh, they can fit on most bikes. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you, man, I, I have that V3 Bronson and when I was putting it on, it was definitely like you you had to get it in there exactly right to get it. I was like, man, is this the wrong shock? I don't know if I have the right one. And the But then all of a sudden I got it and I was like, oh, okay. And when I looked at everything though, it's it it's it's clearing everything. It's not rubbing anything, but man. You, get, you got the one there. that like pierces the tube or what? Yeah, yeah, it kind of goes yeah. through the seat tube on the bottom there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely, it was definitely like I, I, I was, I was sweating a little bit. I was like, do, no, do I got it upside down? Like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of funny. So, yeah. Um, well, it's hard. There's so many bikes out there. We can't possibly test everything. So, like, yeah, yeah. We have a big yeah. thing on our website of a disclaimer, basically being like, when you get the damper, take the spring off, like fully compress your suspension, make sure there's no clearance issues make sure nothing's rubbing right because uh-huh. like there's all these unforeseen variables with like different frame sizes aftermarket links nowadays tire sizes like yeah 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 i'm sure they're they're i'm not very good at directions man i just took the thing out of the box <laughs> cool sand here we go <laughs> right right you, so, you, getting, you getting along with it oh man let me tell you i i for a long time was really afraid to try a coil just because um the cost you know to to go out and and to spend that kind of money that's a big difference from from what an air can would cost that were you, were you always running like inline air shocks or yeah yeah so yeah. I, but i always knew all these other big guys that were like dude i'm telling you man and not even necessarily big guys like just guys that shred too they're like dude get a coil it's worth, like, you're not going to think twice about it. And I'd hear it over and over again. And um, when this opportunity came up to, to try yours out, I was like, oh, this is sweet. And I, I will tell you, um, I, like, I, like I told you when I think we bumped into each other in like Seattle, I, the first ride that I took it on, it was kind of like this like flowy thing and I'm not a, like good at like getting suspension dialed, you know? So I'm just like, yeah, whatever it is, that's, that's cool. And, um, I just felt like, like it had a little tiny bit of, of like lag, but like it wasn't quite as, as poppy, hmm. but the first ride, like the next ride that I went on was more chunky. And I just remember going through this, this turn and it was all like brake bumped up and like nasty and and i i remember like pulling like gaining speed through the corner mm-hmm. and my rear wheel just feeling so planted that i just started laughing out loud i was like oh my god this is amazing and mm-hmm. then after i talked to you about the the poppy thing and you're like oh yeah just click this and turn that and i'm sure i could have looked it up online you like did three clicks and it's been perfect ever since then. Like I, I am a little poppier for you, a little snappier. Yeah. Yeah. I I am, am a hundred percent sold on coil. Everybody I talk to, I'm telling her about it. And, um, I mean, to the point where I didn't really want to, like, wasn't super crazy about looking at the new Bronson, Mm -hmm. but knowing that that was designed for more of a, uh, the way that the, 
a coil operates. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm buying a new bike. Like your coil made me want to buy a new bike. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny because we're, <laughs> we're always like, you, like you're thinking about buying a new bike, just buy this shock. It'll make your bike like new. <laughs> it did. But then I'm like, man, if it's this much better and my bike's not even engineered yeah, for a coil, I'm like, oh my God, this thing's going to just like knock my socks off anywhere else. I am. Um, so you never ridden um, a coil shot before or no, I, I think okay. my might've ridden a demo here or there and yeah. it wasn't really like anything that like, I just jumped on and was like, Oh wow, that's amazing. And and I would say for me though, like it really usually takes me to ride my own, my own trails. So if I was on a demo or somewhere else mm-hmm. and who knows what else was up with that bike, like it, it, it could be like, Hey, the coil's great, but the brakes suck. And that's all I remember is the brakes yeah. suck. You, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. But to be able to have it and be on, on my local trails and and see the difference in spots where where I knew like, oh, this spot normally I would break through here because it'd be so much trail chatter. Mm-hmm. And with that coil, maybe you can explain it, but somehow or another, my rear wheel just feels like it's like glued compared yeah. to like popping around. I mean, yeah, I mean, that damper in particular... Uh is very controlled you know especially high speeds it's very predictable yeah Uh, coils in general i think one of the bigger benefits of them is that you have uh consistent performance through like a long ride you don't have to deal with like your air can heating up or getting sticky uh they typically have better small bone sensitivity pressure more planted feel overall compared to an air shock um I've been, yeah, I've been a big coil fan for forever, really. Always been, yeah. since like, yeah, like Romic was a thing. You know? Yeah, I pretty much just drank the Kool-Aid, dude. Like I'm 100% yeah. in at this point. Like, That's I, cool, man. I, yeah, this this damper, like your EXT's damper is like, really sets itself apart from other coil shocks in the market, I think, just because it is um, very well balanced and that it is, it can be very poppy, uh, playful, you can pull, you have good energy return pull back from the trail which you're putting into it mm-hmm. but also you maintain pretty good small bone sensitivity good traction um and then you know it's a race damper man like the faster you go and the harder you push it uh the more you know it's going to be there for you so. yeah th- it definitely um has completely changed my riding like on a lot of stuff where that's cool where and and I, i'd say at this point you know or not at this point, like overall, my, my favorite kind of riding is, is more chunky technical kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not super big on jumps and like tables and all that stuff. Like I, I, I'll play around on that, but that's what I like too. I like everything, but I, I like techie stuff. Techie stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that techie stuff, it's just, it, it really shines. The other thing that I was surprised about, you know, people always say with coils is that, they they don't climb well but the lockout on that thing i do do all coils have lockouts not all of them but a lot of them do yeah um i think that damper pedals well even open yeah it's very efficient it uses its travel very efficiently uh recovers very quickly like you just have a higher dynamic ride height compared to most things uh and then yeah if you're flipping the switch for sure man um yeah, the lockout on that thing is definitely like it 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 is it is it's stiff. Like you can definitely like if you hit some jump, 
and like you have a little surprise downhill and you're like, oh, wow, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> that thing's tight. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, well, and, uh, and, and yeah, and that switch is on its own uh, independent gym stack. So we can valve that however you want, you know. So like we valve it for some people to be like a jump setting. So it's not as stiff as the one that you've got. It's just mm -hmm. like a little bit stiffer to get a little bit more pop. Uh, we've got some guys down in like Virgin, for example, that use it as like their huck setting. Mm -hmm. so it's like you don't have to worry about blowing up anything. You can go huge with that little lock switch flip oh. and it'll just give you a little bit more. And then <laughs> if you can tune it firmer than what you've got. Some people oh, wow. are into it. I wouldn't recommend it. I think it's nice to have your rear wheel tracking the ground while you pedal. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want a little bit just to like mm -hmm. eat up whatever the little chatter is that you're going over while, while you're, you're climbing or whatever. But um, mm -hmm. I would say if I had any complaint, the only thing I have is about that switch is like it it um it doesn't seem like it 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 always is locked into whichever spot it's in. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if it's maybe mm -hmm. just me or something. Maybe I don't know. Like, no, it's probably starting to wear out. Like the little. Like there's these little balls, they're like your detent balls, and they uh -huh. have these like little aluminum grooves. Uh -huh. um, whatever the groove that it's supposed to sit in might be starting to wear out. Uh, just see that happen from time to time. I think that was a demo shock we gave you, or is that? Yeah, I'm sure it's demo. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so. I just need a little piece replaced in it. Um, yeah, we see that. Not very many people complain about it, so we don't always replace that when they come in for service. And uh -huh. somebody's like, "I want my clicks to be defined again." Mm -hmm. but, so yeah. when people buy this shock, um, I, I I don't know how you size a coil other than the spring. So is the this the coil like is the shock itself? Could you put that on any bike, or is it like like how there's an eye to eye on an air shock or a stroke or whatever? Like is it mm -hmm. different different versions of that coil for mm -hmm. different bikes, or is it one and you just like adjust it to to fit right? Um. So, I mean, we can, we can basically put, so we, we have three different dampers, right? Um, and we can put them on just about any bike. Uh, we Different eye to eyes, different stroke lengths. Doesn't matter really. Oh, uh, okay. So you just like, cause I noticed like on there, it's like a, it's like a big threaded section, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. is that how you set like the eye to eye <laughs> or how does that work? No. Um, so like I have a damper right here, but like, so your eye to eye is here. So if you were to change the eye to eye, you'd have to replace the damper tube, the rebound needle, the uh, or sorry, damper shaft, rebound needle, damper tube, HBC uh, tube, potentially the reservoir. But you just mm -hmm. like put shorter pieces on everything, shrink everything to size. Get oh, it, I see. You know? Yeah. So you could just they they could reach out to you and be like, hey, I had this bike and now I have this bike and. Mm -hmm. For, yeah, and most of the time it's pretty cost effective to do that. The uh -huh. only time it's not really worth it is if you're going from like an eyelet to a trunnion and your stroke's different too, different eye to eye. At that point, you've replaced so much of the shock, you should just sell it and get a new one. Just you know? sell it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, eye to eyes are like really, or I mean, uh, strokes are really easy. Like if, you're, uh -huh. if you buy a damper and you're just changing the stroke, not a big deal. Eye to uh -huh. eye is a little more expensive, still uh -huh. doable. Yeah. How does it work for people getting service? I mean, not all like like most big shops have somebody who know how to work on like Fox or something like that. You know, yeah, it's, it's becoming. I mean, a few years ago, there weren't any shops that worked on anything. 
right? right and they all had to be sent into a service center um it's becoming more common to have somebody in your town or somebody at least in your state they can rebuild your your fox shock or your rock shock shock mm-hmm. um the ext stuff at this point in time we're the only ones doing it mm-hmm. but we are opening up um Shell Labs coming up here this November. Uh, we've also got a shop in California. We're going to open up a uh, shop in Oregon. Try to at least give the country uh, some some options that are within like a day or two shipping. You know. So EXT is opening up at like a dedicated suspension shop. Is that what you're saying? Or yeah, like right now we're the only the ones supporting them in the country. Uh-huh. But we're we're going to open up uh, a few more around the country to try to widen the net, make people feel comfortable that they right. their, their product supported somewhere close to them. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a what? boutique product. It's hard to like. There's only so many shops around that are like to a certain level of servicing something like this, and so we're yeah, yeah. Like really particular and careful who we open up and probably open only open up a handful in the country but i think it'll help a lot you know uh-huh yeah yeah definitely i mean i mean at the end of the day though like you said it's a boutique part so mm-hmm. i mean even if it was still having to be shipped to utah i mean it is what it is right yeah and we try to make it pretty easy like where I, I feel like we're really easy to get a hold of um we give you your service date way ahead of time so you know when you need to get it here by we usually only need it for like you know 72 hours roughly uh-huh so basically people could call you up be like hey when's the next appointment you get mm-hmm. an appointment then they could still ride their bike for a little bit and then ship it to you and like yeah. two day or something like that and then it's there yeah. for a couple of days so it sounds yeah, my, like it's about a little over a week turnaround kind of basically yeah usually i've been working in the mountain bike scene like literally forever um like for my perspective, my first, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I think we're doing it pretty good right now. I, I feel pretty good about it. Like I know how everyone's operating and kind of what the normal um, expectation is. And yeah, I feel pretty good yeah. about it. There's always yeah. room to improve and it's like a huge learning process. Like, you know, I've never uh, ran a distribution company before but uh we got a good crew here i've got good partners um it's a lot of fun i mean i think as far as like the turnaround time goes i think that uh it doesn't really like like i don't know at least for somebody like me i've been around for a while too and i mean i used to ride a lefty fork and there was either send it to cannondale or some dude back in new york and that was like it you know so it was like Either no, still, there's not very many people doing lefties. We're doing yeah. lefties, but yeah, not very many people doing them. You guys are doing lefties, dude. In a syndicate, we do basically like everything you can imagine, except for a couple like really off the wall things. Um, the only big brand we don't service is Push, uh-huh. uh, but they like as far as getting a Push Shock service, it's either them or it's Fluid Focused. As far as I yeah. know, those are the only two in the country. Yeah, so it's the same deal there. I mean, so like yeah. if you're buying a high-end coil, am, yeah, this totally. is what you're getting, man. You're that like, but I mean, there's not a whole lot. Like, what, what kind of things do you see end up getting serviced on those? Like, um, I mean, it's just like any other product. You need to service it 
at least mm-hmm. annually just to ensure that you don't burn any components out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see like random things happen just like anything where you get a leak or something, is, you know, gets aerated or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But for the most part, they hold up really well. Like compared mm-hmm. to everything else we're working on, uh, they don't typically like just fail, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of shocks out there, like you just lose damping. Or, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it turns into like this sloshy thing. Like it's very yeah. obvious. Um, like these kind of just keep working for the most part. Um, and so because of that, I feel like people just keep running them and sometimes people run them a little too long and they end up like burning up components. Mm-hmm. It's a high end, super expensive damper. Even if it still works, make sure you service it once a year. Mm-hmm. It's like if you, if you burn up little pieces inside, they're expensive probably. <laughs> what's, go- what's going on inside of there? I mean, is it like a, like, cause in my head, dude, I'm, I am like, I know nothing about suspension except for like get on and ride. Right. Mm-hmm. So like to me, I'm like, oh, it's a coil. It's just all metal in a in a spring, right? Is there yeah. like oil and stuff like that going on in there? Like what what's? Yeah, man, there's, there's a lot going on in there for sure. <laughs> <a lot> <laughs> <on> there. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you when you first, I mean, you, you're running the suspension syndicate, so you're doing plenty of, of suspension stuff for quite some time. What uh-huh. was it that caught your eye about EXT that made you like decide, hey man, I think this is like this is something I need to get involved in? Um well the the first thing that caught my my eye was that it was just something I hadn't seen before. Right. Mm-hmm. You see it and you're like, what is this? Yeah. Like aesthetically it's it looks really good. Um so then you start looking into it, and once you realize what's going on, uh like damn dude, this is this is like ahead of the curve of everything that everyone's doing. Like, why, why have I not seen this? Where, who's supporting this? Uh-huh. These questions start going through your head. Um, uh, in suspension syndicate as like a, a startup suspension company, you know, we were doing everything we could to try to like align ourselves with reputable companies, companies that were doing things a little differently that were kind of pushing the bar. Um, right. you know, we work with Borsprung, with, uh, Diaz out of Drango, um, a couple other guys. Um, and so we saw this and we're like, I wonder what's going on here. Uh, this is something that we would love to very least like provide support for. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of looked into it and, uh, figured out there was at the mo- at that time there, they didn't have like a U.S. Dis- distribution company there wasn't like a distributor or somebody that was um really pushing the product marketing it uh, right right supporting it to the the level that it needed to be to be a, a viable option in the u.s market audience uh-huh and um so yeah i mean the opportunity was just kind of there and we were in a good place to just see if it would go yeah know? yeah yeah see how it would go yeah. um what so you said that there's three different models. How does a person know which model like they need? Um, so we've got the, yeah, for the, for the mountain bike, we've got the Arma, the Storia and the Storia, the E-Storia. Uh-huh. Uh, so the E-Storia is, or 
the the storia is kind of like our bread and butter shock that's like the enduro shock right mm-hmm. um it's got the pro pedal switch it's got all the features independent high and low speed compression hydraulic bottom control rebound adjustment um so that's the one that most people are running the arma is uh i like to think of it as like their race damper mm-hmm. um, some people think of it as like their downhill damper mm-hmm. well, i think it's race damper um it's the lightest it doesn't have a switch i feel like if you're in race mode you're not flipping a switch yeah right um hang on a second let me lock this out yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah right uh instead of having the climb switch it has an externally adjustable hydraulic bottom control so where the storia has that feature it's it's fixed right mm-hmm. um you know it's a velocity dependent sure but the arma you can like adjust the threshold of where you enter that at mm-hmm. um so it's just a little bit more of adjustable that's my favorite damper the arma is like the shit dude yeah um, yeah I, I don't know like i got Sometimes I'll flip a switch, but honestly, not very often. Like, not where yeah. I live, you know. I can see if you're in certain areas where you're climbing, like, huge fire roads all day long to get to where you're going, and then you just yeah. drop. But here, it's like Utah's, like, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, down to up. Like, we're just, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like Sedona is, like, up, down, up, down the whole time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, we're, we spend a ton of time in southern Utah, which is very similar to Sedona. Yeah, like, my ride on Sunday we climbed for like 10 miles mm-hmm. and then we descended for like 12. You, you know what I mean? So it was yeah. like, so, it, yeah, it was, totally. It, it was like, it makes sense, you know, but yeah. like I, I could see riding somewhere like, like what you're talking about. There's well, I'm no, going to flip my switch like 20 times in a ride. Yeah, no, like my, my old shock. Um, I, I never flipped it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just be, because I was freaking lazy and I also would forget which way was which. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, but yeah, like this one, I definitely like, I feel like maybe the way that I like my rebound while, while I'm like smashing is, is a little faster. Mm-hmm. So I think when I'm cl- like on, I'm climbing it, it sometimes it'll feel a little bouncy because, because I have that, that, um, that yeah. turned up so fast, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when I'm like freaking hauling balls down the hill, like it's where I want it to be. And sure. that, that really means more to me than having to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I feel like with the bouncing, a lot of it is like linkage design, pedal technique. Yeah. There's like a, some, a number of factors. If you compare like how the, the EXT damper pedals open compared to like any other coil damper, mm-hmm. It's really controlled. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. I'm just like, like to me, it was like, oh, well, I can hit the switch and it's not like that anymore. Exactly. So, you know yeah. what I mean? So I was like, oh, well, I might as well do that, you know? So, mm-hmm. and, and when you said pedal technique, I guarantee you, I have zero <laughs> like that. So, like, <laughs> if and I was like, that's a thing. Well, what do you yeah. mean? I'm, yeah. I'm mashing up the hill. <laughs> like, right? I get much my pedal yeah. technique is put my feet on there and smash. Uh-huh. <laughs> So try, then, try not to kill over. That's, that's right. as far as I'm going with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Then you have the E story. That is that like rated for <laughs> e bikes or something like well, that? Well, yeah. So it's it's marketed as an E damper, uh-huh. um, mainly because it's super burly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's steel shaft, uh, reinforced collars. Um, it has a heavier base 
tune for the most part, like as far as like where we start tuning them. Um, mm -hmm. But we have a ton of people run them on all kinds of bikes. Wow. Um, I was running it on the like the Canfield Lithium. Mm -hmm. uh, the damper kills it. It's basically like as far as our, all of our damper options, uh, it's got the most going on. Yeah, it's got the switch. It's got the external hydraulic bottom control. It's got an internal negative coil for like top out and slow speed small bump sensitivity. Um, mm -hmm. It's got a different mid valve piston uh, for a little bit more oil flow. Um, mm -hmm. It's overall like a little plusher at slow speeds, mm -hmm. but still has the stability control support that you need once you start cooking. Uh -huh. It's a killer damper, man. You can run it on any bike. Uh, it's a little heavier. Not everybody needs all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So would it be like better for a guy that's like really heavy? Would like that be something that they would look at? Like even <clears> if they weren't riding an e-bike or is it just, uh, would it be overkill at that point? Like, doesn't really matter. Um, no, I mean, totally. Right. We got people, a ton of people running them on all kinds mm -hmm. of bikes that are not e-bikes. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what you go with if you're a heavy guy or a light guy like we can tune the damper to you uh -huh. um, and we're not having you know dampers bend or break or fail even like the small you know those the v3 storia yeah the big guy on a bike with a yoke is not yeah not damaging any of our stuff uh-huh yeah. so how how does like how does the process go i mean because my my communication with you guys i'm I'm assuming was a little different than it would be for a customer. So like, oh, no, that's how everyone comes and approaches us actually. <laughs> so like, do, all like, smiles. Right? They just tell you like how much they weigh and like what, what, how they ride or like, how do you go about like making a tune for somebody? Um, yeah. So on our website, we've got like a pretty straightforward form you can fill out. It's just like your weight, your bike, your level of aggressiveness, a um, mm -hmm. couple other questions. And we're able to, to dial it in pretty well from that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say like 90% of the time, if not more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every now and then you get people that are outside of the ordinary or have like very specific needs or are really pushing the envelope or are really not yeah yeah i would imagine it's so like 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 skill set is so in your own mind you, you know that's, what I mean? a, that's like, the, the hardest thing to totally man like everyone everyone's a seven right <laughs> yeah like in my mind it's like <laughs> i don't know five years ago i i thought i was going as fast as i could possibly go on i don't know let's just say one of my main downhill trails here at home and mm -hmm. it, and it's like now I'm riding that trail in half the time. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Where I thought it was a 10 minute trail. I'm like, no, it's a five minute trail. And then I still have like buddies that are like, well, I'm sub five. I'm like, well, fuck you. You know, like, <laughs> sure. but uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, that's the part where I feel like, man, like you ask anybody like, Hey, are you aggressive rider? They're like, yeah, I'm aggressive. And like, I don't know how you, well, like, it's tricky. Yeah. And um, like I said, most of the time we get it right. But in the times we don't, uh, we do offer to retune the damper at no uh -huh. cost. Yeah, yeah. And um, and honestly, when you get into like working with somebody that has like a really specific need for what they're after, and uh -huh. uh, 
damper performance and consistency. That's when I think it kind of gets fun because then it turns into like a conversation and you kind of get to go back and forth and try to figure out like what this person needs by the words he's saying, which yeah. are at times ambiguous and open for yeah. interpretation and how to translate that into what's happening and get it back to them and wait for feedback. You know. Yeah, I feel like I've probably really, I've probably been a shitty person to work with then, because I'm like <laughs> clueless. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's fun, man. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it. That's my favorite part these days in like suspension work is custom tuning and trying to figure out how to get people on like the the best setup for them. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if there's more tuning that could have been done to the air shots that I've used in the past. But mm -hmm. the difference in riding this coil and every shock that I've had in the past is like they're not even on the same platform. Mm -hmm. Like, like it, it is unbelievable. To well, dude, that. when we get the air shock out and it's, we'll send it to you and then we'll revisit. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys have a fork too, right? Doesn't EXT have a fork? Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. something they're selling in the Forks U.S.? Entirely, dude. Yeah, we're. Totally. We have forks in stock, uh, 130 to 170, 29, 44 offset. Uh -huh. um, it's very similar to the shock where it really excels if you're somebody that's kind of pushing it. Uh -huh. uh, so, you know, their, their pedigrees in racing. Yeah. Remember that. And like, and all of their design uh, shows that. So is the fork run with, with springs as well? or? Uh, at this point, we've got a air system. Yeah, it's a double positive air system mm -hmm. um, that has like a, a small valve that opens to charge the negative every time the, sh the fork reaches full extension. At the end of the air rod, it's got a small coil to absorb small bump mm -hmm. uh, turbulence as you move through the travel. That way, anywhere in the stroke, even if you're like packing up in the mids, uh, mm -hmm. you can still, every time that wheel is moving directions, dropping back down. It's kind of making that little coil move and doing its thing, you know? Oh, wow. We'll have the coil conversion and option for the era sometime. Mm -hmm. Maybe this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, um, I was reading a review on that fork just recently and the guy was saying, like, this is the best fork that he's ever taken, like, right out of the box. Yeah, right? it's, if you can get it right, like if you can get the settings right and the airspring right, it's it's very similar to the damper where there's like something kind of magical about it. You're just like, yeah, this works so well and it's so confidence expiring and I can push it through anything and like it's bottomless and like I don't, it's never harsh and it's like amazing, right? Right. Um, the fork has been a little more challenging to get right for everybody. Uh huh. Um, uh -huh. A lot of people find it more time consuming to get kind of get it done. All the works worked out. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like when we when we nail it right out of the box, dude, it's like sick, right? But uh -huh. with a fork, it's not always that way. The forks in general, there's a lot of variables. You know, homies riding way over the bars, somebody's riding behind the bars. Yeah. Somebody comes from a moto background, so they're pushing into things. Right, um, right. Guy comes from a cross country background, so he's just letting his his tire do its thing and he's kind of by paying attention to the seat like uh-huh it's just yeah there's a lot there yeah yeah i uh also don't have any clue how to work my fork so maybe <laughs> it, it is 
it is amazing to me that I've made it this far into riding and still have like zero freaking knowledge of, of how suspension works. So I, um, have you, what's your, I don't know that much about your background. You've been, you, you worked in like mountain bike shops and stuff or what's your, no, no, I've never worked, worked in any shops or anything. I've just been riding all my life, man. I, I started riding like BMX when I was a kid and okay. the eighties and I got into mountain biking in the early nineties and I've, took a little little break from mountain biking for a little while um and then came back into it in like 2006 or something like that and uh took, took but, a break as the full suspension bikes kind of hit the market and were really bad yeah yeah like i went from <laughs> came like, back when they started to figure it out a little yeah well when i first when i was first riding mountain bikes like it was they were all rigid and mm -hmm. i'll tell you a story man when i went i went to, when i got back into mountain biking i was like dude i'm gonna go to the shop and I'm going to spend like two grand. I'm going to get like a badass bike. Because when I bought my last bike, it was like the top of the line giant at the time was like a thousand bucks, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, I'm going to spend like two thousand. I'm going to get this fucking, I'm going to get something sick. And I walked into the shop and the guy, I was like, hey, I want to get a mountain bike. And the guy's like, so you want like a, a downhill bike, a cross country bike, like a trail bike? And I just looked at him like, a uh, mountain bike dude i said i want a mountain bike yeah. i'm going to the mountains <laughs> what are you talking about you <laughs> yeah. know the ones that have like the stubby tires on them yeah. what is this guy i feel like he's threatening me or something <laughs> what is happening here <laughs> and then it was just like wow i i um i was just blown away by how much all the technology changed and even now i mean it's like shit at this point that was freaking quite a while ago it was like 15 years ago or something like that you know it's like mm -hmm it's it's changed so much even now where like you have a friend that has a bike that's five years old and they're like talking about upgrading and to me i'm like no sell it buy a new bike because there's yeah. no upgrade you're going to do to a five-year-old bike that's going to make it as good as the way the geometry is now yeah like it's just not going to happen <laughs> yeah suspension and geometry are the the main things that have like continued to make bikes uh evolve for the better over the last while yeah like a lot of the other changes a lot of like the, the weird things that just make you buy a different hub or right a different crank or make it so you can't have like a nice set of chris king or hadley hubs anymore because right. every frame is different for no reason yeah it's like the unfortunate part of the industry being in the system that we are in you know yeah, yeah. but i mean it's crazy what like Oh, this this seat tube is one degree different, and the the freaking head tube angle is like one degree different. And well, yeah, I mean, like, oh, wow, right. from like road geometry, right? Like in the beginning, it was all yeah. road geometry. You basically had a road bike, and you're putting bigger wheels on it and smashing down hills. Right. Yeah. Everybody's tucked and leaned, and everything's steep and terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was everything was shitty. And it's like the, the 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 type of trails that you can ride now compared to then are just it's just so different. Mm -hmm. And so, go and ride trails that were super gnarly fifteen years ago, and they're still gnarly. You're like, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, how the hell were these guys doing that, uh -huh. <laughs> right? So, um, what? Um, when do you think that air shock will, will be coming out in the in the states? um i don't expect it to be available for purchase until like 
early next year, maybe even pushing into early spring, the uh-huh. latest, hopefully. And then as far as all the coils that you guys have, I mean, those people that are listening, they can't see the shelves behind you just stocked <clears throat> with all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any kind of like supply issues from COVID or is like, uh, I mean, with the whole COVID thing, I think everybody saw some issues with yeah. raw materials, uh, everything going a lot slower. Um, I have to hand it to the, the crew in Italy though. They've like really found a way to, keep things rolling and be resilient through time is where there was just n- not much available. Yeah. We definitely had some things happen, but at this point we're, yeah, we're good. We have stock business on everything. as usual now. Yeah. yeah. So basically somebody will order something you guys have it in stock. It's not what, for the something? most part. Yeah. Yeah. What's that process go like? So when they order it then they fill out the form and like, how long does it take from that, that until like they, they get something at their house? <laughs> um it kind of depends on what's going on here but we are usually within a few days Mm -hmm. a week uh occasionally we'll have a size that's back ordered or we're waiting on a part or we're having like some qc issue yeah yeah something like that that slows it down for to a few weeks but Uh yeah we, we try really really hard to have things ship within a week of getting an order mm hmm I know a lot of people say, you know, with coil that that spring is is based off of your weight. So how how much weight can you like gain or lose before you need to get a different spring? Um. So yeah, I mean the the coil is just it's based on your weight and like the leverage rate of the bike, and then also the how gnarly the rider is. Because mm-hmm. um, homie that is hitting huge shit is going to run like a way less sag than guy that's just sitting down and like putting through rock gardens and wants his wheel to move as quickly as possible. So he doesn't get bounced around too much. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a few things to take into consideration there, but, uh, what was the, what was the rest of the question? (laughs) I forgot. dude. I (laughs) I started reading the comments and I was like, Oh shit. That's a good question. One of the guys in the comments was asking, you guys ship internationally? It doesn't matter? No, we're uh, we're strictly in the United States. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there's a, a distributor in Canada called Alba Distribution. Uh-huh. You're up that direction. Um, so if this guy in particular is in New Zealand. Would he just contact like the Italy one? or No, there's a, just, or? there's a guy. There's a distribution guy in um new zealand for sure oh, sweet yeah right yeah. Well, then you can just look it up just go to the website the exd website yeah, yeah and... if you go to the main one the extremeshocks.com uh-huh. they've it's they're in the process of like redoing their whole site and making it um a little bit more user-friendly uh-huh. but if you fun- fumble around enough you can find a list of all of the distributors and mm-hmm. their contact and where they're at and everything okay um, cool but soon you'll see like on their main site, like an interactive map and some other things that'll make it a lot, a lot more user-friendly. Right on. So they're, I mean, they're a new company, so they're still trying to work all that stuff out. So yeah, totally. I remembered the question earlier. I was asking about how much weight you could gain or lose. So like, I think you had me on a a 750 pound coil, I think is what it was. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right? I don't know. Okay. Sounds good. The other guys does. I can look it up. Yeah. Anyways. So let's just say that's what it is. 
So um, if I was to lose like 20 pounds, would I need to get a different coil or is that, or a different spring? Or is it like, there's something you can just adjust on there or. Um, you can, you can try to just like add or subtract compression, get it to get it to work. If you're pushing 20 pounds, you're, you're borderline needing another spring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure. I, I think like with your day-to-day -day setup, you got a, a pack, you're changing 10 pounds, depending on if you're carrying water, yeah. your first aid sandwich, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I was just trying to get an understanding. Like I've been working on losing weight this last year or so. So mm -hmm. um, I just wasn't, wasn't sure. And I think with some other people, that's one of those things where they're always like, it's one of those things that people say about coils that is like a deterrent for some reason, but most people like, aren't really fluctuating their weight that much. So yeah, I know, you I, know like, what I mean. So yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not they're not as adjustable as an air shock. Uh -huh. That's been the reason that air shocks have taken off. And right. they, I mean, um, it's a conversation that I've had with. Um, my colleagues do here a number of times is like the air shock has had like such a prominent place in mountain bike history because it gave the adjustability it made it so easy right yeah. like you could walk into a bike shop and they could just set the suspension up for you more right. or less right right there really quickly yeah and you could just get out and know what you're doing or i mean you could just get out and ride the bike and you didn't really have to know what you're doing you just yeah. like throw some air in it check the sag thumbs up thumbs down yeah yeah um and so like despite many of their drawbacks in terms of you know drag um uh, i think the big one that you mentioned at least to me that i think is like on these long sustained downhills like what we have here in northern california that thing will it'll, it'll heat up and it'll not perform like it did at the first, you know, three miles that I descended, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The coil just keeps working. Yeah. And that's the thing that's the just consistency like, of performance is huge. Right. Yeah. It just, it stays that way. Like for, so, for me, that's always like, uh, trumped all the drawbacks. Yeah. You know? Like I tried every air shock except for like the cross country ones because I was never riding cross country. Yeah. Um, and yeah, coils have just been, they, they just ride so much better consistently. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. Before the EXT came onto the market, I was like a huge fan of the King Creek double barrel. I was rocking that mm -hmm. damper all the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Small bump sensitivity was killer. You can get it to adjust however you want, make it feel however you want. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely, um, I mean, I think the only other downside that I could think of would be, you know, your buddy comes over and you're not going to be like, hey, yeah, ride this bike, you know, like, because his is in the shop or something. It's like, yeah. unless you weigh the same as me, dude, you're not going to like this. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. That's, a, that's definitely a, a thing. But realistically, like. But now you've got, you've got um, companies like Springdex putting out springs, right? Uh-huh. So, like, <clears throat> I have a homie um that has a rental shop um he's down in moab his shop's called double down mm -hmm. and we've talked to him before about like offering ext as an option for some of his rental bikes for like high-end people 
that are interested in the product. Mm -hmm. And a huge drawback is like, well, it's a coil. I was like, it's a pain in the ass. I have to switch a coil out every single time somebody takes the bike. Uh, the spring deck springs are cool in that scenario. In that application, I think they really shine. Are you familiar oh. with those? No. So it's like an adjustable spring or something? Yeah, totally. It's just a spring that's like the gradient of the wine changes and it allows space for like a little plastic wedge to move in and out. Oh. And like the, the oh. more, so like the more your spring is angled vertically that's vertical yeah whatever yeah oh, horizontally <laughs> sure the more easy it moves and then the more vertical it gets the harder it moves uh -huh. right and it's kind of like the concept of like the progressive coil uh-huh and so it's really easy for them to like put a little wedge in there and as the spring comes down and then it goes like this they can just like adjust it and then uh -huh. change the the rate pretty easily so you can have like an adjustable coil with just like a couple clicks you know oh wow Oh, yeah, and they really fit cool. on the ext dampers perfectly they're the like i'm pretty sure they're like the same id of uh -huh. our coils hmm. that's really interesting you know mm -hmm. somebody else here in the comments brought up something that, that mm -hmm. i think is, is interesting as well i didn't think about it is a lot of these bikes have flip chips and stuff on them how mm -hmm. would that change with like the way that you guys would tune the the, the shock or anything like that does that matter uh it depends on the bike but for the most part the the changes are subtle enough that you either won't notice or if you do you can make it up with just like adjusting the clickers mm -hmm. which emphasizes the importance of like knowing what your clickers do if you <laughs> that's why i just call you man <laughs> i have no clue what i'm doing there so but whatever voodoo you sprinkled on that thing last time i talked to you it worked really well so. i'm glad man i'm glad to hear it yeah 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 that was definitely uh good stuff there um you said that with um the suspension syndicate that you guys do the vorsprung stuff what mm -hmm. how how do you feel about that with all the the forks and stuff man i knew some people running that like the seekus and they just won't they won't shut up about it like it's really good uh vorsprung does a really good job like when they yeah. release a product they really comprehensively think about what they're doing uh-huh uh and yeah the secus is a killer product man it really is yeah uh, com <clears throat> compared to like all, everything else out there that is trying to do a similar thing uh-huh um once you get in, in my opinion once you get into like the runt for example you're you're kind of splitting hairs a bit mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it works really well man like small bump sensitivity is phenomenal traction is great uh the air spring curve is killer like yeah i, I strongly recommend it if you're considering it yeah like, oh, maybe i should try this or buy a new fork first look at your fork make sure it's in really good shape yeah <laughs> and worth putting some money into but right. yeah they, they work really well man yeah, I know some people even just got the the Lufkopf, which is not not quite as much as the the Cicus, but even that they've been like, man. Yeah, great bang for your day. Buck. Absolutely. Yeah, great bang for your buck. Totally. So you that guys do all that stuff at the suspension syndicate. Like, if anybody wanted to hit you, like hit you guys up or whatever to to have their stuff done, they just send it to you just the same. Yeah, absolutely, man. We do. We try to work with um, as many aftermarket um, suspension component companies mm -hmm. that are putting out 
cool products that mm -hmm. make sense and work well um, as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, we also do like a, a little bit of our own stuff here and there. You'll probably see more from us come down the pipeline as time goes on. Mm -hmm. um, we do everything from service to setup to custom tuning into like the aftermarket realm, like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. As far as EXT goes, are you guys um, go going to be at like events where there's a bunch of demos and on some bikes where people would be able to go give them a like throw a leg over one or? Like uh, yeah. Yeah. We try to. Um, you know, we were just at um, Nationals. Mm -hmm. We handed out a bunch of shocks. People were stoked. Uh, we had people borrow our shocks and take podium on them, which is really cool. Yeah, and right. I remember riding one before, and they're just like, dude, this thing is, this thing rips, man. So, um, last like, year, like an bike or like Sedona or something like that, where like the demos would actually. Yep, we did Sedona or... this year. We'll be at Sedona next year. Um, we're going to be at Idaho this year. Uh, What's Idaho? I've never heard of that. It's in, it's just like a event at this. Honestly, I can't remember what I. I the first time I'd ever been there was last year. Uh -huh. so I don't remember what resort it's at. So like it's... Sun Valley or something like that? Like up there where it's like lift access or uh -huh, it's a lift access. Yeah, it must um, be Sun Valley, probably, huh? It's fun. They they got some really fun trails. It's a cool scene. Um we liked it last year, so we're gonna go back this year. Yeah. Uh last year we were a little more focused on going to like a bunch of festivals and trying to like um get the word out. Yeah, and like demo product. Mm -hmm. This year we've been hitting a little bit more of the race scene. Mm -hmm. um, in time, we'll be able to do both as our our crew grows and our budget grows. Uh, yeah, but we intend on like, yeah, trying to be at all the big races as time goes on and keep doing the demo days as much as we possibly can. And then also trying to find good shops and um, reputable suspension guys out there that uh, want to work with us. Uh huh. Like we're trying to open um shops and looking for dealers and trying to um, build a net in which we're working with people that can properly support this product and are passionate about it so yeah yeah anybody listening out there there's a couple of guys around here locally that I, I'll, I'll mention it to because um it's nice to be able to have somebody local that that knows how to do all that stuff like like what you're talking about, like putting in Vorsprung or CKS or being able to work on something like this and not have to, to ship mm -hmm. it off. That, that would be rad. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that it's, um, it's, it's only a matter of time till it's the EXT stuff is everywhere because honestly it, it um, the product, it, it sells itself once you're on it. You, you know what I mean? Like for sure, man, it, it does. It, it's definitely a matter of like, all right, well, every bike that I want from now on is going to have this on it. <laughs> yeah, if you get on one that's tuned right, man, if it does, it kind of ruins you. It's like, shit. So yeah. Every bike I buy is going to cost this much more now. Yeah. Yeah. 100% <laughs> where I was. I was like, I have a good, good idea that I think like, like the, uh, like Santa Cruz's, like, redoing their bikes to to fit coils mm -hmm. and um it's good it's yeah good. so and i think part of it is that you know they're so much more tunable now than maybe they were before 
So maybe that's why bike companies didn't pay too, attention to it as much, you know? But what do you think? I don't think? know. I felt like there was this huge thing in the in the industry, in the bike culture, that was, like, really pushing to make things as light as possible. Yeah. Um, I think that had a lot to do with it. Uh, but, I mean, that's digressed a lot in the last, what, five, seven years, you know? Yeah. Like, basically, since uh, 29ers turned into, like, aggressive enduro bikes all mountain bikes free ride uh -huh. bikes people have accepted that your bike doesn't have to be light yeah know? like yeah i don't really care personally yeah. like i i strapped so much shit on my bike dude it probably weighs almost 45 pounds <laughs> you know because i just don't want to put any of it on my back on my back sure. you know uh -huh. like i got two water bottles on there and a tube and it's like fuck man this thing's heavy heavy as hell mm -hmm. but when i'm going down the trail I mean, it's, it, it does what it's supposed to do. And that's all it really matters to me. I don't really care about like what it looks like on a scale. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh yeah. I mean, we're seeing some really interesting ripples coming out of, uh, like the e-bikes, right? Yeah. You have all of this weight really down low. Um, some interesting frame design changes coming out of a few companies and guys in the world cup messing with like weighting their bike in certain places to like put the weight and a good relationship with like their hubs and like dude i rode that zero bike a few years back and you know because it's it's a, a gear gearbox bike that gearbox is all down low and then they take some of that weight off the rear wheel because the trailer's not there and stuff and mm -hmm. that bike when i first rode it it felt like you had a keel going through corners yeah like it was just so glued i like that bike too <clears throat> because of where i live i could never not i can never deal with like the lag yeah over the gearbox but i love the idea of the gearbox like i yeah. want it to work i want somebody to do it yeah in a way that you you don't have that lag right no i'm like, with you 100 percent dude yeah my like buddy says uh, it doesn't matter yeah in certain places where like you're going through something super gnarly and like you only may get like a couple quarter strokes of a pedal to get you through yeah yeah that's all you my, got i i know i'm friends with the guy that runs sticker there they do like custom stickers for mountain bikes and stuff yeah like he's that. he's a cool i we've, he's made us some stickers too yeah like and uh him and i we rode those zeros together he ended up buying one and like that day like he got on it and for some people that like the way that you shift those it just like clicks to them and they're like they're fine and he was like that and me all day long it'd be like man damn it i'm like not getting like shifting right or something and i'm sure yeah. if i wrote it more it would be all right oh but, i know um, i'm talking about like the shifting like the shifting's pretty instant with yeah, the gearbox yeah. but it's just like when you when you stop pedaling and then start again to where you're yeah. the time that your pedal engages into your, yeah 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 i see what you're saying your, free, your hub yeah yeah so i just had a little bit of issue with the shifting but like what you were saying about the the gearbox like wanting it to work mm -hmm. i'm 100 percent like the same way i i feel like Personally, I, I've said this on this podcast a million times. People are probably tired of hearing me talk about it. But you put the derailleur, like, the, the like key part of the drivetrain mm -hmm. on a bike that's supposed to ride through rocks down on the ground as close to the rocks as possible. It's, no, it's, it's been, been a it really challenging thing to figure out a way to negotiate a, a different remedy of, like, how are you going to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a company, I'm not going to be able to remember it, 
one off the top of my head that's making a drivetrain that like the rear derailleur is like tucked in. So like the, the uh, rear triangle is pretty wide and it's kind of like tucked into the hub. I think they're yeah, using I saw like, that. Yeah. Um, Nicola, I just picked that company up and is going to put it on one of their bikes. Yeah. It was over in Eurobike and I think they had that bike at Eurobike. It had an EXT shock on it too. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it, I, I was like, when I saw it, I was like, oh man, I hope. Like, even if they just move the driller into the triangle on every bike, be huge. I'll be like much happier than I am right now. Uh -huh. you know? uh -huh. I got a buddy, he bought this Scott last year, and I swear to God, every like five rides, that guy breaks a, a derailleur hanger. It's just like, it's rough, dude. Yeah, for whatever reason, man, it just like, doesn't doesn't like to keep them on there so like i don't know what it is i always got a hip to the right towards the trees <laughs> right right it is what it is right yeah. so um if people are like like kind of questioning whether or not they want to try a shock like or a, a, a coil shock like what would be kind of like how, how would you how would you approach that to like if you were talking to somebody at a party and they're like i don't know man like what 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 is like your your elevator pitch i guess you could say for for using one using a coil shock yeah um i mean i don't know honestly man i just feel like they i just feel like they work better in almost every situation yeah yeah and like the, like they did there it's so much more consistent uh -huh. like it just seems like for me it's always been like no question you know uh -huh. i'm like i understand um the want to have like the progressive element of the coil or, i mean of the the air spring where you can mm -hmm. like push into it jump with it um totally like for certain yeah. applications if you're like hitting jumps all the time you're dirt jumping you're doing slope style stuff uh, uh -huh. may not make sense yeah, yeah um the ext has been really really exciting because it's been like the first progressive damper on the market mm -hmm. where the progressive element is the damper itself and so, so what does that mean for somebody that's not like super <clears throat> so like when you're if you think about an air shock um i'm just gonna grab one but i won't yeah um like as it ramps up the it, it, the air spring becomes more progressive as um, it's compressed because the PSI in the can um, uh, becomes greater and greater exponentially. Yeah, so the way that I could explain that for for people, I think I have a good example, is like when you do a drop on your air or air shock, at the first part of like hitting the ground, it feels like cushy, like you're mm -hmm. like you're in a marshmallow. And at the end right. of it, you feel like it finally feels like a spring where it's like you feel it getting like like slowing you down more and like fighting the gravity. And that's yeah. like, that's the, that's the, the, the curve that you're talking about where it's like super yeah. plush. And then all of a sudden you just feel it like it ramps up. up like super to fast. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's great for like certain for jumping. And like, once you, you get a muscle memory um, associated with what your socks doing and what your bike's doing and where you can get pop from it. Like, yeah, it's the shit. Yeah. Um, so like the, EXT dampers, they do it through the damper. So instead of being like the coil where it's like an elastic effect, meaning mm -hmm. um, like in the beginning of a stroke, it's going to act a certain way. In the end of the stroke, it's going to act a totally different way. Mm -hmm. um, 
the the HD damper does the, the progressive element is the damping itself. Mm -hmm. So like once you get everything tuned how you want in in a way that um, works for your writing style, I can be like in the beginning of the stroke and like push into the damper and get back out of it. I don't uh -huh. have to go all the way down to where the air spring starts to ramp up uh -huh. to, to pull my energy back out. It's like, it's anywhere in the stroke. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. um, so the yeah, EXT has a little bit of an air, air shock in it too. Well, it, in terms of, um, like that little piggyback, does that have air in it or nitro? Air, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, just in terms of like the, the writing quality, or I guess like the, the or certain writing characteristic you can get uh -huh. out of an airsoft. Uh -huh. um, it's not the same, but um, in a lot of circumstances, I would argue that it's better because it's, yeah. it's dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Nar Narkill here in the uh, comments says coil equals consistency. And I think that's like, mm -hmm. that's really a good way to say it because that feeling that I get when I jump off of something with this, with this coil is like it's consistent the whole time like as soon as mm -hmm. i hit the ground like i it doesn't have a different feeling for part of it you know and and mm -hmm. it just i i think that that's um that's nice because your your brain knows how to like like how to like manage that you know what i mean mm -hmm. you know what you're getting no matter what so oh for sure and like it takes it out of the equation of the the variable of the unknown yeah and then once you start like we're like with these dampers, once you start like really getting to know them and pushing them and pushing them, you like know what it's going to do when you're, you know, kind of taking risks and you're kind of pushing the edge of your, your comfort zone. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. How, like, is there something that stops it from like bottling, bottoming out? Like, I, I don't know. I don't ever feel a bottom. So I don't know. Like, yeah. So the, the damper that you've got is the Storia. Um, and so that's got a hydraulic bottom control. Uh -huh. So like you've got your main piston and then you've got um, your secondary piston that sits on top of it. It's a simple piston, mm -hmm. um, but that goes into a secondary damper tube in the last 15% mm -hmm. and um, changes the, the compression really radically, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, it's velocity dependent. So like if you go into a bottom out situation really slow, like you hit this huge jump and you the, the, the landing is like really long and you're just uh -huh. like, like way down into it yeah yeah um you might find the bottom of the shock because you entered it really slowly right and right if you uh so it was kind of like cushioning that you know yeah, yeah. i was allowing for that that bottom out feature to have a, a variable to it mm -hmm. um where if you hit something really fast coming off a drop or a jump and you just go straight to bottom all of a sudden, instead of like allowing you to get, kind of go all the way through the bottom, it gives you a bunch of compression resistance through that last mm -hmm. 15%. That's why they run like a little tiny, tiny bottom out bumper that almost does nothing. Yeah, yeah. All uh, done through um, oil. Yeah. So on on the um, on the shock that I have, what what are what are what are the clickers? So you got a rebound on there. What else you got on there? Um, yeah, you got the rebound. Uh, low speed compression is in the middle. High speed compression is on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, yours has got the switch. This mm -hmm. particular damper has the externally adjustable HBC 
Mm -hmm. So that's the hydraulic bottom control. So you can change where that threshold enters, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Eastoria has both the switch and the HPC adjustment. Mm -hmm. Right on. So it's pretty pretty straightforward then. Yeah. Yeah. And then the prices of the shocks were like between like eleven hundred and twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Yeah, for yeah. the Eastoria. Mm -hmm. So that would be that. that that's that then. Mm -hmm. What um, what are you excited about with the XT, man? Yeah, I'm uh, honestly I'm excited about everything. Yeah. I'm really amped on the direction um, we're going, the direction that the designers are going with the relationship that we're building with Italy. Um, mm -hmm with the position of where we're at um both in like the market but and in, in our like immediate lives and yeah. having the the time to put into it to make it grow um yeah i'm talking all of it man it's, yeah do you guys have any influence on like what how it's being developed or anything like that or um marginal yeah, yeah yeah like we're there and it's like as our, i feel like the direction we're going in as our relationship strengthens um you know the they're more susceptible to certain ideas and things uh -huh. um yeah so it, it kind of depends but actually it, it's pretty cool i i say marginal but in like um i i feel like in comparison to like other companies maybe mm -hmm. um i feel really good about everything uh they're like they really want to know what's going on out there and they're mm -hmm. like you know they ask ask the questions they want the feedback um they want to know what right. people are in the united states and people abroad are looking for in a damper in a shock in a fork right um and they're like yeah, it seemed to be very susceptible to the feedback and the information that we're able to provide, which is which really cool. A lot yeah, of fun. yeah, yeah. I think some some people, you know, like like me when I was first talking, is like the price is is something that you know it's scary to spend that much money on something that you don't know how it's how it's going to work. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But so with that being said, like some people maybe will go look and say, well, I know Fox, you know, and mm -hmm. they have a coil, but mm -hmm. their coil is like half the price of like what a push or an EXT would be. No, it isn't. It isn't like things are going up and up. Like the, the Fox, uh, coil damper now is about 700 bucks. Uh -huh. their, their coil is 130. Uh huh. So you're pushing 830. Oh, so they kind of like, they, like, they, like they, you know, like you're not, you're uh, like our, Ours is 1100 comes with two coils comes tuned for your bike uh-huh like by the time you got a fox got a coil if you leave it at that that's what you're looking at 830 yeah. 850 um if you want to go to the extent of sending it to a tuner you know right. another 150 bucks or more so then basically you're in the same boat it's it's getting more comparable for sure i see yeah yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, I, I, I've, I've never looked at it more than just like whatever that initial price was. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that they, they, that you had to buy a coil then on top of it as well. So mm -hmm. that's definitely, um, and then you know, at the end of the day, like having somebody set it up for you, um, like the the rock shock stuff. There's a, a big price benefit too. I would argue. Yeah. What's that? 
the rock shock stuff uh-huh <clears throat> there um there's a big price incentive like it's not very expensive uh-huh um but you're, you're not going to get the same kind of quality well, you, yeah exactly you just don't have the support you know, yeah you don't have the product you don't have the, the quality you don't have the support yeah. and then then you would probably yeah so it, it's interesting it's definitely interesting I, I would imagine that as these different companies are designing for coils that you're going to start seeing them more and more on bikes and then um then who knows like what, how things go you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it, it i mean honestly like one of the things that people would always bitch about before in the past would be like how much oh they weigh so much extra like we, you were saying right yeah but like in the in the case of an e-bike like well that doesn't matter no. you know what i mean like and they're getting lighter and lighter like they're getting pretty light now like the 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 exts are like really light dampers they really are the coils have gotten super light now you know everyone's yeah. running like the sls springs and uh-huh uh, yeah i mean as far as like picking my bike up and like it'd be an extra weight from putting it on there i mean i don't i don't know i didn't weigh anything i mean obviously that thing weighs more than what my air shock was but it didn't make my bike feel any different from that aspect i mean the mm -hmm. way that it made my bike feel different was better Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh man, this is an extra half a pound or whatever, how many grams it is. Like, oh, this is rough. It was like, no, dude, I'm freaking stoked right now. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't know. Maybe I'm not, not every mountain biker is like me. You know, there's definitely still guys out there that are like, you know, yeah. Yeah. paying $900 for a derailleur cage, yeah. you know? <laughs> they're always going to be, uh everyone's gonna have different needs different wants um be happy and fulfilled by different things the ext stuff is not for everybody yeah right by all means it's a performance product um i i think more than anything it's slanted towards people that are kind of pushing it and riding aggressively um, yeah yeah i, I can work yeah it, i am um, i'm i would love to try that fork man that thing is just after riding the shock it's like I'm like, how do I get all EXT suspension on my bike? Because <laughs> this is just like, oh man, it's, it is definitely. What are you on right now? Huh? What are you on right now? I'm on a Fox 36 right now, but I'm thinking about doing a new build. And um, I would have, before I realized you guys had a shock, I would have probably I've been leaning towards maybe getting a 38 mm -hmm. just to have more. Cause I'm a big dude, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and I'm definitely, um, like the way that we ride out here is like you're you're such long downhills you know where mm -hmm. you're really working a fork you know what i mean so for sure it, yeah our, our 36 chassis is very stiff um but the 30 we will have a 38 available early next year yeah it'll go i believe up to 190. yeah wow but even the 36 dude like honestly like it's one of those things where i, I really question it because I have a buddy just built a new new um, common cell and, and he put a 38 on there and he's just like really loving it. So it's like got my interest like, oh, well, but I have another friend that has a, a bike that he built with a 38 and he's like, man, it's just so much extra weight. He's, he said he really notices it. So Yeah, I, totally. A guy my size, I would never need. 36 is great. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, dude, from like a suspension tuning um, perspective, like EXD aside, like, dude, once you get, like, a Fox chassis, like, there's so much you can do with that, you know, between, yeah. like, 
messing with the damper, like we're talking about different aftermarket air springs um, or air spring kits and different things. Um, I've got a 36 here that we have like a full AVI damper coil conversion kit in and we use that for a lot of product testing. Mm -hmm. It's solid, man. Like the 36 chassis. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, 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 I'm interested, man. That's for sure, dude. Like you guys, you guys definitely piqued my interest for sure. There is, a, I, I cannot stress to people enough to go out and try it. Like if you're considering picking up a coil, give these guys a call because it was really like that different to me where I, I, it totally, totally changed my perspective on what I was, how I was riding, riding bikes and how I was buying them. Yeah, and, and uh, what do you, mean? you said it's been like brutal hot where you're at right now. What you been riding at all? You've been traveling to ride, or no? I ride, dude. I ride like every day, man. Oh, nice, dude. Really? <laughs> just retarded, <laughs> just go out there and freaking sweat everything out. But uh, yeah, no, um, I, I, I do a little bit of road riding on like kind of like recovery days, and then other, mm -hmm. other than that, I'm like on my mountain bike, what probably four days a week, mm -hmm. so um. But yeah, I mean, the heat out here has been been rough. That's for sure. But we can get up to Tahoe. It's not not as hot up there. So yeah. we we I'm pretty fortunate that way. It's only you know an hour and a half or something like that, depending on where we're going mm -hmm. to go up and, and get into that higher altitude. And, um, the plus side is is it's cooler. The downside is that you can't breathe as well when you're trying to climb. So <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> it's a little give and take, but I mean, mm -hmm. to be able to go somewhere and, and, um, go downhill for, you know, nine, 10, 12 miles at a shot, like it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, like that's freaking rad, you know, and some of those places that you can shuttle, you know, or, um, have you ever ridden up here in Northern California? Uh, a little bit, not a ton. I've ridden in like North Star and some of the surrounding areas. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really want to come and ride more in those areas. Like, yeah. yeah. Just scratch the surface, I feel like. Yeah, if you can come in like fall or spring, whenever yeah. the, the dirt is good and it's not so like, like if you can get here like before it starts snowing at the high altitude stuff where it's like, oh, it's rained tonight here or rain tonight there. The trails start like getting really tacky or in the spring whenever it's like, hey, the snow just melted. This trail's open now. And you have like this window where it's just crazy good dirt and there's long, long, long rides. But I mean, even if you come midsummer like now, it's like, yeah, still stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go to Downeyville, you're going downhill for 14 miles. It's like hard to bitch about that, right? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you get an advantage, drive back up and do it again, you know? So, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah. I, I try to come out there every now and then um i feel like my fall is pretty packing up at this point but i i bet you like spring or something i can make it back out that direction i got yeah. a homie in mammoth i need to go see too so maybe i could do like uh yeah mammoth is, is you know pretty far south from us but um it's just it's a, it's a big like this yeah big 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 circle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um even if you were to come like in like like tail it on to sea otter or something like that you know mm -hmm. it's not that far to drive up to sacramento or the tahoe area from there and then make your ride home you know what i mean so 
mm-hmm. whether I think Sea Otters. Wait, they're doing that in spring now. They just did that in fall last year, huh? Um, yeah, because this year was spring. Yeah, yeah. I think they did that one in the it's fall the because thing. the spring, like COVID, one screwed it up. Yeah. That one, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, but even in the spring, like that's April, I think, is when they do that. So, some of the high altitude stuff probably isn't out of the snow yet, unless it's been a really light year. Usually, it's like mid-May, maybe June. If it's snowed a shitload, you won't even get the Tahoe until like July, but mm-hmm. or like some of the like the real big epic rides, you know. But yeah, I, it, that's the thing, you know, about you know traveling to ride. It, it just it's really fun to go and see different stuff, you know. That's like oh man, for sure. And I, I feel like you kind of have to. Yeah, you, know, you get yeah to like really push yourself as a rider you got to go see what's going on and what other people are doing and all these different types of train and environments it's crazy how how much something can change just from one area like like within an hour or two of another place it's like like riding south mountain compared to riding sedona like they're totally different you know i know and we're working on a bunch of stuff for like the back end and to like help um make our tuning processes better and better and one of the things we'll do down the road as we continue to refine what we're doing is have more descriptive or descriptive questions about like the type of train you're riding and like what part of the country you're riding in because it is so different it really is like you tune something completely different from say southern utah to oregon or washington or yeah you know like it's nothing even close to the same it's pretty wild that's really interesting to think about Is, is that something that like like, I mean, it would make more of a difference for a guy that, that lives there all the time, but it's like the way this is tuned, is it going to not be a great ride if I go to Oregon or something like that? Well, I don't you know, think or? it's any different than if you ride, you know, you have your, your full Fox set up or your full DVO yeah. or Rock Shock set up and you, you have it, you know, your PSI and your adjustment set up yeah. for what you're doing. And then you go ride in Whistler for a week and you have to change right. everything. Right, right. Everything's different. Yeah. Right? You're like pumping up your fork a ton, adding a bunch of compression, lightening up your low speed compression, adding rebound. Yeah. And you go back home on your home trails and you're getting tossed around and deflected yeah, off like, of everything. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's definitely a good point. So, yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. What, um, what do you think? What do you think is, uh, like, really in store for you guys here in this next year like just uh you said some more races or um we've got a lot of cool things going on in the next year um so we're getting so we the the damper that i keep showing you this is the arma mx right so this is the first damper that's been developed for a high performance damper for the emotos like the suron and like talaria and segway and that kind of thing oh wow okay um so we worked with italy really closely on this particular project um and we're really excited about it. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a fork dropping for that same application. Um, it'll be like a little teaser for what we'll see down the road, probably a year or more from now for like a, a, the downhill uh, application. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> these things have been fun. It's not mountain biking, right? It doesn't, it doesn't quite hit the, 
tickle the itch like mountain biking yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're pretty fun dude like it's pretty cool yeah um, I'd, like to, I'd like to play around on one of those things man i just get, i know i get myself into trouble for sure yeah right just yesterday on facebook my i used to have an r1 and that thing popped up i was like oh my old bike it made me give me that that itch of like yeah i want to go 175 miles an hour again I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we're excited to keep pushing it in, in that and see where that goes. I'm um, excited about the air damper coming out. Um, we're right now, Syndicate and EXT are sharing a big build or like a building. Mm -hmm. um, so very soon, probably like this winter, we're going to move EXT into a different facility. So that'll be like really time consuming and be this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really excited for that. That's gonna be super cool. Free up a yeah, bunch yeah. of space in this building for Syndicate, kind of get EXT into its rightful place of you know, not sharing a space. Where are you guys located at? <clears throat> um we're in Salt Lake. Salt Lake City. Oh, okay, so Red Salt Lake. Okay. That's not too far. Yeah. From me. I know I know a buddy used to make that drive. It's like twelve, fifteen hours, something like that. Not too bad. It's about like yeah. driving to Sedona, I think. Yeah. Yep. Where do you guys ride at around there? Um, kind of all over, man. There's a lot of riding in this area. I'm, I'm kind of somebody that just chases the, like the conditions. And so during the spring, early spring, we'll ride like right like at the low lying hills of everything on the, the Wasatch Front. And then as it gets warmer, like start working our way up into the canyons. This time of year, unless you're going like ridiculously early, you pretty much got to be in like uh, the territory of Park City or like in some of its surrounding areas. Yeah. Um, kind of getting up uh, high altitude then. Mm -hmm. I spent a ton of time down in southern Utah, uh, especially on the shoulder seasons. Um, during yeah, the season, right like now we've been like going up north, right? Like kind of leaving Utah, going to, we're just spending some time in Colorado, Washington, nice. up into Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd like to make my way over that way and, and do some riding. That'd definitely be fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to set something up. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the good time of year to be out there? Like if you're like somebody's fall. gonna make a trip fall, like September, October kind of thing. Totally. All the high mountain stuff is open. It's cooling off a little bit down low. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fall's right. nice. That that's fun, dude. That that's that's. That's some that's exciting to think about, man. I always like going somewhere and and you know seeing how different it is there because I mean yeah, at the end of the day, dude, it's riding bike, you know, you're pushing mm -hmm. stomping down the pedals, but I mean even the way that builders build in some areas compared to how they build in others is really oh, completely like, different. Yeah, yeah. You find some zones that are like, dude, you guys are doing it right here. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but this is yeah. how it should be. In other places, you're just like, Jesus, I cannot find. I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely really, really interesting. So, um, freaking stoked to have you on the show, man. You know, I always ask people before before we start wrapping up. You watch YouTube, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. What kind of what kind of channels do you watch? Um, I ask, and it doesn't have to be mountain bike related or anything. It's just fun to hear yeah. like what yeah. kind of stuff people listen or check out, and sometimes you run into something neat. Um, you know what, dude? I don't watch YouTube. <laughs> uh, no, not that Honestly, much. Honestly, I don't like. 
I don't know. I I feel like I used to some, but just random stuff then. Random huh? stuff. I, I used yeah. to spend a lot more time surfacing surfacing the internet. Um, yeah. I used to mainly like like more information based stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. like more in, like. Uh, Dude, you're running two companies right now. Like yeah, I, I can know. imagine, not a lot of free time. Not a lot of free time. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> We lucky if I get like an episode of South Park once a week, and there you you go. Like maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Right on, man. Is there anything that you want to say about EXT that maybe we didn't touch base on? Um, I don't know. Probably, I'll probably look back and be like, "Man, I should have mentioned that and that." I guess I'll have to get Robert to get me back on the show. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just email, man. I, I can, I can definitely. uh, bring it up because i'm i'm uh super stoked about the product man i mean you guys are you guys are killing it and uh it's cool to see it it growing and i really appreciate you taking the time to to sit down and chat with us about it and if anybody has any questions throw them up in the chat and or i mean in the comment section and we'll do our best to get them answered along the way here so yeah yeah dude yeah thanks for having me and like again Sorry, it took so long. <laughs> no, no worries there at all, dude. These things happen. Um, everybody that's listening, if you haven't hit the thumbs up, if you're watching this on on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I can't remember where I'm doing this at. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. If you like the content, hit subscribe. If you're a podcast listener and you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do that because that helps the algorithm as well. Like I said earlier, if you guys want to write a review, do that. That would be rad. Um, I really appreciate everybody spending time to sit down and listen to this as well as us, you know, as well as Cody taking the time to sit down and talk with us. But at the end of the day, I want you guys to remember one thing. It only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one.